Good afternoon and welcome everyone to the Rothko Chapel. My name is Ashley Klimmer. I'm the Director of Programs and Community Engagement. I'd like to thank you all for joining us and tuning in for our monthly contemplative practice called 12 Moments Experiencing Spiritual and Faith Traditions. Since 2005, this series has presented spiritual and religious leaders and practitioners from the greater Houston community, providing opportunities to learn more about specific traditions and participate in a contemplative practice. For this season, we'll be exploring the role of music and sound in different practices and traditions and how these practices helped sustain us in the face of current challenges and injustices. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, perhaps you're not familiar with the Rothko Chapel, this is a sacred space opened in 1971. It, was, it is the complete work of art of Mark Rothko and is open during non-COVID times every single day of the year from 10 to 6 as a place for quiet reflection and contemplation. And we also have a long history of presenting programs at the intersection of art, spirituality, and human rights. Um, during this time, we are closed, but we will be offering this practice uh, the first Wednesday of the month from 12 to 1, as well as other programming. So we ask that you follow us on our website and social media channels and stay tuned for the future reopening of this space. So I am so pleased today to introduce our offering, which is going to be focusing on the Jewish tradition. We are really excited to welcome back our good friend, Cantor Rollins Simmons. She is with Congregation Emmanuel. This will be her second time joining us in the 12 Moments series. The first time was after Hurricane Harvey. And so it seems that whenever there's a lot of turbulence happening in the world, this is when we call on the Cantor to come uh, soothe our souls with some beautiful music. And her role as Cantor um, she is the music director, a worship leader, a teacher, pastor, life cycle efficient, youth choir director, concert producer, and conversion mentor. In addition to Jewish music, Cantor Simmons brings a dynamic educational background that also includes art history, Italian, and special education. Prior to Congregation Emmanuel, Cantor Simmons served as co-clergy with her husband for seven years at the Aspen Jewish Congregation in Colorado. In her free time, she enjoys art projects with her children, eating delicious treats baked by her husband, and walks with her dog, Olive. Please join me in welcoming Cantor Simmons. Thank you.
Welcome. I stand in this sacred space today almost alone. There is an amazing crew here supporting the sound and the visuals. But you are not here. But I know that you are out there. Wherever you find yourself, that is where you should be. This time is ours to share. The melody I just sang is one of the Sinai melodies, those that have been handed down through the generations, origins unknown. Within Judaism, we are musical time tellers. Our melodies let us know in which season we find ourselves. And when we hear this melody, Avinu Malkinu, we know Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, is upon us. Let us take this time today to get in touch with ourselves at this sacred time, as this sacred time approaches. Let the music and the words in, no matter your background, your knowledge, your experience. Be open to how they might reach you on this day.
was a welcoming piece by Chava Mirel. We find ourselves in the Hebrew month of Elul. We've reached the full moon just last night. And now as the moon gets smaller and smaller, we make our way to the new moon of Tishrei, the first moon of the new Jewish year, 5781. Our high holy days, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, carry with them heavy and challenging themes and ideas that call us to reflect on who we have been during the year that has passed and how we can be better in the year to come. This month of Elul is meant to be a time of preparation, of reflection. During this month, one of the rituals is to read Psalm 27 every day. And so I read you this excerpt. Just one thing I have asked of God, only this do I seek, to dwell in God's house all the days of my life, to behold divine sweetness and beauty, and to gaze in delight at God's temple. God shelters me in times of hardship, shields me in a tent of divine protection, raises me high upon a rock so that now my head rises above the enemies around me. Let me make offerings in that tent, the offerings of a joyful cry. Let me sing hymns and celebrate the one who is eternal. This setting of Psalm 27, also by Chava Meral.
fish. These words, I seek to dwell in God's house. And yet in these days, God's house that we know, our house of worship, its doors are closed to us. What do we do? We are told that we should create our homes as a mikdash me'at, a small sanctuary. Where is the place in your home where you find peace? Is there some small corner, one chair that is your favorite spot? Can you find within yourself that sense of peace and comfort, a connection to the sacred, no matter where you are? One thing that this strange time gives us is the privacy of our own space. And so I'm going to invite you to try some movements with me and to sing with me. And you know what? No one can see you, no one can hear you, except those in your house, of course. And I am giving you permission to let go of judgment and just move your body like you maybe never would have if you were here with me in this space. So I want to ask you, how does your day begin? What is the first thing that happens when you open your eyes? I have to admit that I often find myself grabbing my phone for a quick look, headlines, emails, Facebook. But what if we began our day with blessing, with a simple acknowledgement that we are awake and alive? So I want to share with you this prayer I wrote inspired by morning prayers. We have this list of daily miracles, blessings for each moment of just kind of being aware that you're awake and, and that you can distinguish day from night and then kind of going through the motions of getting yourself out of bed. So I'm going to sing it first and then teach you the movements. Open my eyes, this day is a blessing. this part so it's going to go like this open my eyes this day is a blessing let's try that together ready open my eyes this day is a blessing and then open my eyes oh this day is a gift like you're giving it out so let's try that second part Open my eyes, oh, this day is a gift. This melody has space in it, and that space is there for just breath, for just being. So let's try that together as we begin this song with all the movements. Open my eyes, this day is a blessing. Open my eyes, oh, this day is a gift. Lift my body out of bed, heavy from the night. 
There is holiness in community. For in community we meet the Holy One. Hine matov, how good it is to be together. How good it is to gather as one people before God who cherishes the uniqueness of each soul. Hine matov, the precious gift of community. Blessed is the joy of our gathering. This gathering is not quite what we are used to. We long for that indescribable feeling of being together in a room with others, feeling their energy. I want you to take a moment now to reach out to someone you miss, to send them a text to say, just saying hello, thinking of you, or whatever comes to mind. Connection strengthens us no matter what form it takes. So as I sing this song, you can take that moment to just send a little hello to the world. It could be to me. It could be to someone you're thinking of. and voice, spirit and spirit, voice and voice, 
spirit and spirit, voice and voice, spirit and spirit, voice and voice, spirit and spirit. All alone, I cannot lift my voice in song, cannot lift my voice. Then you come near, you come near and sing with me. You come near and sing with me. Our prayers fuse, our prayers fuse, our prayers fuse, and a new and voice our bond is one our bond is beyond our bond is one spirit and spirit our bond is beyond voice and voice our bond is one spirit and spirit our bond is beyond our bond is one voice and voice Spirit and spirit, voice and voice, spirit and spirit, voice and voice, spirit and spirit, voice and voice, spirit and So we take a moment now to pray for healing of body, mind, or spirit. We pray for a return to wholeness for those who are suffering from the effects of this pandemic, for the victims of racial injustice, for those who are struggling with physical or mental illness. If, if there is someone you are thinking of, I invite you to say their names aloud now. And I want to teach you the chorus of this prayer. I hope you'll sing with me. I pray for peace. I pray for strength. I pray for healing. Let's try that together. I pray for peace. I pray for strength. I pray for healing. I can feel you singing. And the second part goes like this. For courage and light through the dark night. I pray for healing. Let's try that together. For courage and light. For courage and light. Through the dark night. I pray for healing. Let's put that all together. I pray for peace. I 
we began with our ancient melody, Avinu Malkinu, that links us to the generations of the past. It is at this season we hear these pleading tones. Avinu Malkinu, almighty and merciful, answer us with grace, for our deeds are wanting. Save us through acts of justice and love. Let us partner with God to do what we need to do in the coming year. And let us gain strength from these holidays. Avinu Malakainu Avinu Malakainu Avinu Malakainu Honeinu vaneinu, ki hein banu maasim. Asei manu, tzedaka vachesed. Asei manu, tzedaka Avinu Malakainu Avinu Malakainu Avinu Malakainu Honeinu Vahaneinu Kihein Banu Every time we pray, we dedicate a part of our worship to remembering those whom death has taken. We say ancient Aramaic words that praise God for the time we had together. It is a sacred time, this time to remember. I share with you this reading by American-Israeli writer Amy Ginsberg Bekel. Let your grief course through you like a great grand river. Its journey to the sea is long and winding, sometimes the rapids. You are quite sure you will get lost, drown. Sometimes the water flows so slowly, you are sure you will be moored forever. Carving caverns and cracks in the sandstone it will change you. It will shape you. Oh, beautiful, brave soul, do not build a dam, build a raft. Hold on, allow, for this is your sacred journey home, a holy gift for the patient, open-hearted. So I want to take invite you to take a moment now to remember someone you love. Someone who is no longer physically here, but who lives on in your heart. Close your eyes and take a moment to be with them, maybe in a familiar place you once shared.
is also part of our ritual to say the names aloud of those we are remembering. There is power in saying their names. holidays approach. I close today with words of teshuva, of return. At this sacred time of year, let us return to ourselves. Let us find moments of reflection, of gratitude. Pay attention to yourself, to the world around you, to this moment. Try not to let the future unknowns weigh you down. I'm giving myself this advice too. <laughs> Don't miss this, what is right in front of you. It has been an honor to share this time with you. I am thankful to this crew that is here to support me today. We are a sacred community that exists across time and space. Thank you for singing with me, for moving with me, for bringing yourself to this experience. I wish you blessings as you go forth into your day. I close with this melody written by my friends Alana Arian and Noah Aronson. We return, we return, we
So we are now going to transition to some Q&A. So I invite you to please type your questions into the chat. Great, well welcome back everybody and thank you so much to Cantor Simmons for this really such a beautiful song, so much healing in that music. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. So we're still waiting for um, a, couple, a couple questions to come in. So I thought that we could start by just learning more about this term cantor. For those of you who are not Jewish, maybe you haven't heard this word before. I'm curious if you could distinguish um, it between a rabbi, kind of really what the difference is, and maybe talk a little bit about the background and, and the function of a cantor. So um, a cantor is a member of Jewish clergy. Um, and the training is somewhat similar to the rabbis we go to. Um, I went to Hebrew Union College, Jewish Institute of Religion in New York, um, and the program is five years for both cantors and rabbis. Um, we spent our first year in Israel, um, which is actually where I met my husband. Um, and um, cantors really focus more on the music that is part of a congregation, um, part of worship, part of um, the school, the religious school, um, training our bar and bat mitzvah students. And um, really the cantors become experts in the liturgy and the prayers, the words of the prayers, how those words are sung for the different holidays, um, for different times of year, um, and where the rabbis uh, dig a little deeper into the texts, mm -hmm. um, the study of scripture and uh, the rabbinic literature. Um, I would say those are sort of our um, kind of different uh, expertise areas. But in a lot of ways, rabbis and cantors do a lot of similar work in terms of teaching and being pastors to the community and um, officiating life cycle events. So um, those are sort of the, the, the distinction. Yeah, that's super helpful. Thank you all. Um, I, I've started to get, um, Thank you, not you all. And thank you all for your <laughs> questions that you're sending in. All of me. <laughs> um, the, one of the first comments that came up was, was around um, uh, this recording being available. So this is automatically being recorded on Vimeo. And as soon as this uh, time is over, it will be available there. And we'll have it linked on the Rothko Chapel website. Um, OK. Okay, so uh, one person was asking to give reference to Amy Ginsburg Bikel's words. Um, so I actually found um, her words from um, this really cool thing. You can still sign up. It's called Jewels of Elul. <laughs> um, I talked a little about the month of Elul. That's the Hebrew month we're in. The Hebrew months are connected to the moon. And so um, all of our holidays fall all of our, a lot of our main festivals fall on the full moon, um, like Passover and Sukkot, Shavuot, on the 15th of the Hebrew month. Um, so, um, but anyway, there's this cool website called um, Jewels of Elul, if you Google that, and you can sign up and you'll receive an email every day. It's a little quote, and this year's focus is on healing and grief, and so that was one of the um, Jewels of Elul that uh, just really struck me. It was so beautiful. Beautiful, thank you. Um, we had another question that was asking if you know how the concept of forgiveness began. 
<laughs> That's a big question. Ooh, big question. <laughs> and it's um, okay if you don't have the answer. I have more questions. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, I guess I, I don't have, <laughs> I think um, we would have to think about sort of in the, you know, in the Torah, like where the mentioning, you know, probably if I were going to go look for the origins of forgiveness, you know, thinking about <clears throat> where that happened in the Torah and, and what stories evolved um, around that concept. That's probably where I would start looking. Um, but I think it would be a really interesting uh, project to kind of discover the evolution of forgiveness and how it's made our way, made its way into our prayers. One interesting thing, um, you know, we think about this idea of repentance um, and forgiveness as being the central idea of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And yet it's actually there are words that we say on Yom Kippur that are actually part of the weekday prayers. Um, there are weekday prayers that Jews say, and in a lot of Reform congregations, we don't see them very often because we usually only worship on Shabbat, and those parts of the liturgy are taken out on Shabbat. Mm -hmm. But during the week, we talk about, you know, please forgive me for the wrongs I have done. It's something that you're really thinking about all year. Mm -hmm. That's great. So it sounds like you might have some homework out there, whoever asked that question. <laughs> we can keep talking. <laughs> um, there are many people that just are expressing their gratitude to you for your songs. Um, there is one question that, has, uh, that came up. Is there spiritual significance to the frequencies and the tones of the songs? Spiritual significance. Well, um, so I talked a little bit about being musical time tellers. Mm -hmm. And so I love to teach about this word um, in Hebrew. It's called nusach. Um, that's it's hard, hard with my mask on, but that's spelled with an N, like N for Nancy, nusach. And um, each holiday, each time of year has specific melodies that go along with it. And so you'll hear, like on the high holy days coming up, you'll hear this one motif that weaves through a lot. Di, 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 di. Yai, di, 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 di. Yai, di, 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 di. And certain prayers of ours will be set to that melody, specifically on these holidays. And then other holidays will have different motifs. So I like to tell this little story I made up about if someone who was an expert on Nusach found themselves in a hole and kind of didn't know what time it was and just all of a sudden, but then they, they heard a certain melody, they would be able to know, oh, it's, you know, it's, it must be Rosh Hashanah because I'm hearing these melodies. Oh, or interesting. So on that note of um, uh, musical time tellers, I'm curious if you can just talk more about, you, you shared a lot of songs with us. You said a couple were, were very old. If you can share a little bit more about just that process of of timekeeping through music. I mean, does that mean that there, there are people that are writing songs right now to, to record the moment we're in? And what mm -hmm. are the different time periods that you took us through today? Um, so I shared a lot of um, my own music today. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to, um, when I'm writing music for prayer, I am often, um, kind of doing my own meditation on the words of the prayers. Um, and sometimes I, I have found myself playing with a specific motif. Um, I wrote a prayer for the evening, a setting for the prayer for the evening that takes this nusach that we learned in cantorial school 
Am uma vir yomu me vi laila, um avdil ben yomu en laila, Adonai tzavot shemo. And so we sort of learned this little chant in Hebrew. And so I took that and then I played with the words and wrote this kind of jazzy, a lot of my music comes out jazzy, I can't help it, <laughs> and wrote this, the, the light is fading, the night is waiting for you and me, let's rearrange the stars. So I sort mm. of created this jazzy thing based on the original Nusach. So mm -hmm. sometimes That's that right. happens. Um, but the reason I chose a lot of the things I chose today because um, they combined Hebrew and English. Um, I like to really think about who is my audience, who is my community in the moment. And um, I like to think about, you know, where their knowledge level is. So when I can incorporate English um, as a way of accessing the prayers, I think it can be helpful. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Jeff is asking what it's like for you to sing in the chapel. And this is your second time, so I don't know if it's different each time or the same. It is amazing. <laughs> um, I was trying to really enjoy this moment of leading. I was a little nervous for today, but then I thought, just enjoy it because it's so <laughs> special to be in this space. I remember feeling when I came the last time that the space just called for more space between mm -hmm. the phrases and just almost letting the sounds ring out because it's just so stark in here. And um, so it, it just felt really good to feel the sound sort of echoing off mm -hmm. the walls. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, I can speak from personal experience. It's definitely a gift to have you in this space and <laughs> to have these songs here with us today. Um, I was curious, um, I think this will be the, the last question. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit more about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and the time period that this spans, um, and maybe a little bit more about how this time is observed and, and the practices. And maybe it seems like music is such a, a regular part of your tradition. I'm curious if, if that changes during this time period. Is it more frequent or are the songs different? Mm -hmm. Um, so Rosh Hashanah is starting really soon. <laughs> All the Jewish <laughs> clergy are kind of starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> but um, so Rosh Hashanah begins, um, this year it's actually on Shabbat. Um, it you know, moves around depending on the year. And so it will begin on September 18th. Our holidays always begin in the evening at sundown. And so we um, observe, uh, so normally in a normal year, um, people often come to services at the temple for the high holy days and they'll come um, you know for the evening Rosh Hashanah for the morning um, and then again on Yom Kippur and and often that's when we see our biggest crowds um, that's when sort of like Christians come at Christmas and Easter and Jews come at Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur <laughs> mm -hmm. this year will be a little different all of our services are online um, if you want to join us uh, on our Facebook page you're welcome um, or check out our website at emmanuelhouston.org um, for all of our offerings. And um, I think other ways people observe the holiday are um, with you know, meals with family. There's some special foods we eat. Mm -hmm. our, we have this bread called challah that we have for Shabbat. And on Rosh Hashanah, it's round instead of braided. Okay. Um, we dip apples in honey. Mm -hmm. And of course, on Yom Kippur, we fast. Um, so for those who are healthily, comfortably able to fast. Um, we'll fast from sundown of Yom Kippur to the next day, and there's usually a special 
breakfast meal. Um, and then your question about the music, um, so the music really does change, and I think the music is something people really look forward to at this time of year because it's um, really more majestic, I would mm -hmm. say, and we have our organist, Anne Frobeater, who's been at Emmanuel for many, many years, mm -hmm. and um, it's this really special treat for me to, to sing some of that music, and I think people really enjoy hearing it. it it's, you know, Shabbat feels a little more intimate and informal, mm -hmm. and, um, and the High Holy Days really do feel like elevated in the music. Thank you for explaining yeah. all of that. And thank you for being with us in the midst of, it sounds like so much that you're doing to prepare for this time. Well, this was healing for me too. <laughs> so in closing, um, I wanna quote from my favorite song that Cantor Simmons shares uh, and has both times that she's come in, the I Pray for Peace song. I'm calling it the I Pray for Peace song. Is that officially what it's called? What's it's the title? It's called I Am Here. I Am Here, okay. <laughs> I Am Here and I Pray for Peace. Um, I love the line that says, may my life be a celebration of all that I am. So that is what I'll leave us all with today. May your life be a celebration of all that you are. And please join us next month. We will be back here October the 7th at 12 o'clock. And the focus will be on the Jain tradition. Um, I will end as well with saying that we'll send a note out after this with information of how you can learn more about Congregation Emmanuel and how you can get in touch with Cantor Simmons if you're interested. So thank you again so much thank for you. being here and thank you all for joining us today. Take care, Bye. be safe.